Hello there and welcome to the Arsenal Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz that there's no tomorrow. This week we are talking about Eternals, Marvel's latest film. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. Hey! We're, and John, be John we're not alone, are we? Oh. No, we're not alone. No, not alone. I was about to say we, we are eternally going to talk about Eternals. <laughs> well, I'm really, I'm really happy that I stopped you there, but then you did it anyway, so good You stole my joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh no. We are indeed joined once again by Heg Dog Films, Jerry himself, who hey, we've had on a me. couple times before, but hey. he's back. I'm here. I'm here. You have what 10 seconds last to... Oh last time was Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. Oh <laughs> last time was Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh. What was the Joe, you have, Joe, you have to, you have 10 seconds to do a, a joke better than John's eternally joke. Um what do you call what do you call um uh, an Italian American ghost? Oh, that, uh, oh god. <laughs> a, no, no, a, gabba, a gabba ghoul. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. This is a mistake. No! This is a no! mistake. We okay, need to get you out um, of here right now. Swiftly. Um you've got you to know. pay for that one. Oh yeah. Jesus. Right, let's let's just let's just get straight into it. Eternals. Right. Let's, Eternals. let's talk about it. We'll yeah. we'll start off with just Joe as the guest. You can start. Just what are your thoughts? Your opening thoughts. Right. Well, I was put on blast last week without me even being here by John saying it was going on about how I found it terrible. <laughs> let's just say there are some parts that I do really like. Mm. Um, yes, and that's it. That's the... your whole. Some of it parts that I don't. Oh, yeah, good, good, good night. Good, done. Good, um, good night. Tri-state area. <laughs> right. Uh, my the best parts, in my opinion, uh, uh, when it dives into the ethical and moral dilemmas and different views that the characters have. Mm. Um, mm. My f- mm. my favorite scenes uh, when Druig stops the fighting. And when, like, when the Eternals break oh, spoilers, off, spoilers by the way. In the woods. Spoilers, oh, spoilers by the way. We didn't oh, say yeah. we didn't say up top, but you know. Oh, we forgot about that. Yes, uh, Blade is in it, and that is the coolest thing ever. Uh, that, is, that is one of my favorite parts of the whole. I know, right? Thing. So good. But, like, the second I heard Mustafa Ali's voice, I was like, "Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, Blade!" Daddy. You, uh, so, John, did you not, did hey. you not notice when Blade was in it? No. At the end, in the end credit scene, when Dane's about to touch the sword and somebody says, I would not do that if I were you, that's Blade, Mahershala Ali, Blade. Oh, no way! Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. I mean, that's, okay, that is, the, cool, that is the coolest thing. Like, that is like, that is exactly what post-credit scene should be. I think both the post-credit scenes are great, but let's let's talk about the film itself and not, like, getting okay. post-credit scenes this early. John, what do you think? Um. Okay, so my opening thoughts to this film was... It was all right. I mean, yeah, like Joe's just like at the side, like didn't we like it? And then you, Tom, at this other side, is just like you, just like saying, "Oh, it's a great film." Me, I'm just mm. in the middle, just like yeah, it was all, <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, I mean, there were some great parts that I liked, um, but throughout this film, it was a bit messy with, uh, especially with the characters. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's my open thoughts. Tom, what about you? Well, I think. You know, we, just before we started recording, we, we, me and Joe said that we both watched it twice. Or Joe, you watched it one and a half times because you fell asleep. Um, <laughs> I think definitely like the first time. So like, I was very positive about it last week and I was saying how amazing it is. And I definitely think that 
it's it kind of means more to me on like a personal level than it does like quality wise. I think that's kind of worth saying. Like, I really understand all the critiques. and I don't think they're quite as bad, but I think the fact this film is going for something so different to any other MCU film means a lot to me. And a lot of the stuff that it, you know, it does and what we'll talk about it is like really like, you know, has like a, a emotional resonance to it. But as overwhelmingly positive I am about it, I feel like first, second time around watching it, I was much more like, okay, I think I've been a bit too positive and I understand where people are coming from. You know, so mm. let's just kind of jump straight in. I think like I don't want to start with a negative, but I think the biggest problem is is with the film is that it just it tries to do so much. And even though it is two hours, 30 minutes, not including like credits, it doesn't have time for everything, you know? No. Yeah. It, it yeah. it's just like so many things at once. Um yeah, yeah. My my very least favorite part of the whole film is, uh, you know when uh, they all discover Icarus is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The there there are two characters who approach joining him very differently. It is handled very well with uh, uh Kingo, but absolutely right. terribly with Sprite. I, I hate the way, the way Sprite does it. I like that uh, with Kingo, it's more of a, a moral thing. And like, he, he, he understands that his whole life is, is he comes down, he protects people so that more life can flourish throughout the universe. But he also knows that he's got a connection to his friends and his family. So he won't mm. fight them and he won't hurt them. It's just so someone else's goal can be achieved. And then Sprite is just like, I'm just in love with Richard Madden, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go on and fight. By that log- by that him. logic, we should all be joining Icarus, you know. Um, I mean, but- I mean, <laughs> but I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I think that there's more to it than that for Sprite. I think the problem is that they don't they then elaborate on it later. But later on, I think there's a really really powerful speech where she says, like, you know, I hate this world because i hate how it's shown me things that i never knew i wanted you know how what it feels like to grow up and to fall in love and i I think it was just so powerful because you know like that character you know from like her very first scene in like the modern day you see that she's like wanting to be you know just a regular person like going on a date and interacting with people but she can't like because she's not taken seriously as a kid and i think that when she event when she initially leaves, it's just because she's in love with him, and I think that is a much weaker character trait than her whole moral dilemma of you know how she looks and how she wants to be and how she wants to feel. Mm. Mm. Um, it, does, it does feel like oh, no. oh sorry, uh, I was about to say that um, the, the, again with the characters, I just didn't feel that emotional char- a connection with the other characters. Especially with um, uh, I forgot their names, but it's Angelia Jolie's and Athena. Uh, the yeah yeah Athena and the uh, the guy who has um, powerful punches. <laughs> I forgot his name. Gilgamesh. Get get get. Sorry, what? Gilgamesh. I, I, I don't think I'm going to see that. All, right. Literally all week, I've just been like replaying all the names in my head, just like okay, I, I need to know everyone. Um, but I, I I think the character relationships and the dynamics they have are the beating heart of the film. I think Chloe Zhao shines in her direction when there are small scenes between characters 
and I don't I don't think that those scenes always you know are given the relevant time to shine you know they're not as front and center as I think they should be but I also think that when those moments are happening like when they're acting like a family and whether they whether it be them joking around or having like you know dramatic moments with each other I think that's where the film is at its very very best hmm. oh and another thing is that the whole film was very jarring especially like going going back with like the flashbacks like going back and forth back going back and forth mm. that was a bit just a bit overwhelming for me just you know that like going back towards you know um what the eternals did at the beginning of um civilization and then going back to the present day that was a bit like you know deadpool um yeah yeah problems that was yeah. the only problem with the film i just couldn't really i, I get didn't along. i didn't like the, the constant flashes between times because I, th- I thought that it killed some of the momentum and slowed down a two hour and 40 minute film and i mean i think i think we all know how important pacing is to a long film mm. and uh, i mean that, that it just made it feel completely drawn out and a bit of a chore to watch at some point yeah it's interesting you bring up the pace because i would argue that the film is very well paced but i don't because i don't feel the runtime at all but i don't think that it's well structured and i think there is a difference between that like for the second time i watched it like by the third time there was a flashback you know that's like half an hour into the film you know, mm. and like the flashbacks definitely become less frequent and there's only like a couple more in the narrative. Um, but I, I think that the problem isn't the pacing because for me, both times I didn't feel the, the, the runtime at all. But I think that the, the structure of it, you know, whether they did it chronologically. So, you know, it starts with them arriving and then you see like them kind of breaking down. I don't know how they would do that, but whether they do it like that or whether they just make the, um, they spread out the flashbacks a little bit more to make it kind of more balanced. I think the structure is more, you know, what's wrong with that aspect than the pace, because, you know, I think like, you know, you, there isn't like too much, it's like maybe like four main action sequences and they don't really, you know, in, in some Marvel films, just when it's beginning to slow down and explore the characters, it goes straight back into an action. I mean, Black Widow was the worst for that. It would just go from action set piece to action set piece to action set piece. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, like create like a tangible connection to the characters. But mm. with Eternals, you know, it kept enough action in there that, you know, that, that moved the plot along and, and, you know, made it so it wasn't a complete slog, but it focused, you know, solely on character. And I think that, you know, made it a lot more intriguing to me. And I think maybe that's why I didn't feel the pace because I was so much more interested in the characters and, and that, you know, for me, the action scenes went on longer because I, ha- I just had no interest in them. Yeah. Hmm. It, it, when it comes to the characters, they, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't, I don't think I like the way they were all weirdly introduced because we get, we get the shots at the beginning where they first come to earth and when they mm-hmm. first like meet each other and stuff. <laughs> And then it's it's present day, and it's it's just a case of um, Cersei and Sprite meet up with Icarus, and then they decide they need to go and meet up with with Ajax, who, who they find dead. So they think now we go and meet up with King Go, and then Gilgamesh and Athena, and then they go now we have to go and meet up with uh, Druig, and then Makara and and Thastros. Mm. It's it's the they used to keep stopping the film to go. Now we need to go to this place and meet this person, like it's a kind of video game side quest to go and to go and meet up with this person and get them on your team. 
so you, so you can have a bigger squad at the end to fight the bad guy. Yeah, that that is something that ever like so far all the MCU films in Phase Four have been doing exactly that. You know, Black Widow yeah. is like you know it's Natasha, and then she meets up with Elena, and then they go and break out David Harbour, and then they meet Rachel Weisz. I don't remember all the character names. And then like in Shang Chi, it's similar. Like you know, they like Shang is like is like rattled then goes to find his sister and then they go to like the dad and then they go to like the auntie and it's like it's done in different ways but i think again i think it boils back to the fact that you know in those films you might have like a couple of things going but in in this film you've got 10 main characters so there's a lot of like grounds to cover even if even if ajak is immediately yeah yeah, even though even if ajak is immediately killed you know it's like I, i i feel like that just could have been handled a lot better. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say I'd, I'd sit through a, a three-hour, 40, forty-minute film. I would, but I don't think that's the solution. Just to simply make it longer. I think maybe if you took out some of the characters, you know, yeah. like. But again, I think all the characters on their own are very good. I think there's a lot to like in a lot of the characters. I mean, if we kind of, what well, what I kind of want to like talk about is like or like i want to know like your thoughts on like each of the characters kind of like individually if we kind of like work through so i kind of i'll kind of get the um ball rolling and just kind of think that i think icarus is is so so incredibly interesting because he's such a complex character you know who wants love but also understands his great purpose and as you said joe i I agree with you that when the film is is considering its own philosophical kind of identity it's at you know there it's at its best you know he understands this great purpose even though it costs you know it's at the cost of his family he holds dear and you know i i think that like him kind of spending the whole thing is like stoic and, and one note you know which seems kind of wooden but then not showing any emotion later you know as as it's twisted and you know it becomes more like he's got this pain within him and he holds it you know in this antagonist role you know, even though you know he he has to like kit well maybe would kill his family i think that is so interesting if it wasn't for that stupid cgi deviant i would like i think this film would be so much better with this antagonist i think you know icarus being like the the sole antagonist is so so clever Mm. i i do not like icarus in this film okay i I agree at all I, I think that Richard Madden is only really good as Icarus when he starts showing any symbol, symbolism of, like, fucking emotion. Mm. He, he seems so dull and, like, he doesn't want to be there throughout the whole movie. But I've watched some stuff with Richard Madden in, including my dreams, and, like, he can be such a, <laughs> a good performer. He's good in what I've seen of Bodyguard. And what I've seen He's a good performer in your dreams, is he? He's a great performer in my dreams, Tom. But... <laughs> He can be such a better actor than he was in this film. He was just so dull and one note, and that might have worked for you in in making him more of a stoic character. But for me, it just it completely lost interest in him for me, and I didn't, I didn't I didn't like him at all. Yeah, that that I have to agree because there were some scenes that really didn't really make Icarus like shine out, and like some of the emotion didn't have. But I mean, the last one where the last scene where. Uh, when uh, Icarus was talking, well, I forgot. I, I forgot the names already. I'm such a terrible. Wait, I need to go. To when he's talking to Cersei, so, Cersei. Yeah, that was it. Cersei. Sorry, my my brain's just like, oh no, it's Gilgamesh. No, it's um Athena. So when Icarus was uh was about to take down uh, Cersei, 
he held back and that was like a pretty uh, powerful moment for the character but i just didn't you know i wish there was more of that throughout the entire film uh for icarus it, it just didn't really balance it i don't know it's just like didn't really balance out for the character and what joe said that there's like uh, that which madden was dull um throughout the film i i can see that it, it just didn't really have that jump it didn't really jump out to me as icarus i i wish there was like a different uh, approach to icarus in this film so yeah 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 i understand what you're saying but i i, I feel like that um you know that like lack of emotion is why to me i feel like his breakdown at the end was so incredibly emotional you know because he's carrying all this this weight and all this responsibility and you know he himself knows that you know he's really got no choice you know he, he can't do it. like the fact that this film the climax didn't end up with you know the villain you know like the hero defeating the villain you know like in in the way that like you know to to think of like shang chi ended with him defeating the dragon you know it didn't end with that it ended with just you know icarus just remembering all the love he's had throughout his life and, and just knowing that he can't do what he's doing even to the fact where you know he'll help them out to the point where he, he, he hates himself for it and literally just flies into the sun at the end. And the fact that it's Icarus flying too close to the sun, I think that poetry is just maybe a little bit heavy-handed, but I thought that was a really nice like way to kill him off, um, given <laughs> that his name's literally Icarus. But yeah, I feel like yeah. that was intentional, that lack of emotion. That's that's fair. But like, that's... what you said what you said about the the villains that uh, like the, the, there aren't there are four villains by the end. Four? And I don't think... I mean, really, yeah, there are four antagonists at the end. All right. Yes. Who, who, who are we saying? There's fucking Pennywise, the dancing deviant. Um, <laughs> you got, yes. You got, you got Icarus and Sprite who are fighting them. And then you uh-huh. got... Um, the uh, deviant. Ar- 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 Arishem, is he called? I wouldn't... Arish? I wouldn't call... I mean, okay, I think Arishan's only a villain to the point of Thanos is a villain in Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think it's fair to call him an antagonist at all. Um, you know, it's just kind of like his grand design that, you know, that I, I don't think I don't think it's important for the film to try and stop him. I think the the ending of the film is weird. Like Shang-Chi, they don't just end it where the narrative ends. They decide to have like a, a post-credit scene before the post-credits where they kind of get whisked mm. away by Arishan. Whatever, that was weird. Um but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really think that's fair. But I understand the other three, even though I wouldn't call Sprite. Really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that she is. You know, as I said, you know, she kind of. It's it's interesting how she hates how she sees the beauty and the love for humans, and you know, even the love for Icarus that she can that can never be for numerous reasons. You know, I think the fact that she she helps him isn't really because she's villainous but more because she can't you know she, she can no longer face the world i don't think she becomes an antagonist in the same way that icarus does mm, that's, that's interesting um one character what, 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 uh, what, what. oh sorry the one the one character that i really liked um throughout the film uh was makari that i was thought that she was like the bit mm. the, the heart of the film i wish there was like more scenes with her Especially uh, as a deaf person, uh, I thought that she was like, um, again, like the heart of the film. 
uh, and she was like a speedster. So, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that was like you know Quicksilver, and you know again, uh, Tom, you know you're you're a Flash fan, and you know <laughs> with, with the Flash as well, we, yeah. you know the Quicksilver thing, you know, like we could see more slow motion scenes, but um, yeah, like M- yeah, they, they they don't go for that whole kind of Quicksilver time in a bottle scenes you know like they're so like instead of like doing like and i don't wrong i love time in the bottle i think quicksilver and the x-men films is awesome you know the flash and justice league blah 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 but i think that like the way that they've done this like kinetic style of running like, almost like dash yeah. in the incredibles you know i think yeah. they'd really do that well and people like you say john people have criticized makari for not being in the film that much and i think yeah she isn't in it enough but i think i think this is the case of quite a few characters you understand everything you need to know about Makari from what we do see. You know, she's kind of like the most like upbeat and lighthearted of all the Eternals. You know, almost like a kind of Barry Allen-esque, you know, um, character, yeah. you know, to the Justice League, that kind of thing. And as you say, like, it's another example. Like, I think this, this cast, I don't think any of us can deny, the representation they go for is incredible. Not only do we oh, have, yeah. you know, a deaf hero who is signing throughout the whole film, you know, we've got loads of examples and I'll talk about later, particularly with Fastos. I mean, that gay kiss made me nearly cry. It was beautiful. Um, but like, you know, I'm just having them as like this part of the team, like Makari in relationship with Druig, I thought was amazing. You know, like it, it may or may not be romantic, but, you know, they just have this kind of love for each other. And there's just so much of it that I think, you know, for her, I would like to see more of her. And the fact that she kind of comes in at the end, was a little bit disappointing, but I think what they did do with her was really, really well utilized. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like that. You know, especially like the movement of the character. Uh, you know, with the kinetic style to it. Yeah, if I think about it, yeah, that's really fitting to her. I think that's like the unique um, thing about the character. I think because I, you know, it's really different about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I wish there were just more scenes with her. Yeah, that's it. Release the Zhao cut is what I say. I believe I believe that Chloe Zhao has like a longer cut of this film, and obviously Marvel. I don't think Marvel will ever do a, um, a, an extended cut. But if there was ever, uh, unless unless you don't want to talk about Endgame, if there was ever a film that I think would have benefited from more stuff, I think it's this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, the the only thing that uh, the the other thing that I criticized about the film was that the some of the jokes didn't really land for me. Mm. Like the yeah. you know when um, uh, this is a sad day for me for getting names. Oh no, Kingo maybe. Yes, Kingo or maybe his valet. Current. Wait, let me just. It, it's Kingo. He's not even the cast. Is he? Is he on the cast list? I'm just looking yeah. at the cast list. Yeah, Kingo. Yeah, Kingo. Yeah. And you know that like, he's talking to the camera. That mm. that didn't really stick with me. I just thought that was a bit too weird. You know, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was just it wasn't the right thing to do. Um, throughout the film, I thought it was a bit jarring. Just like, oh, he's talking to the camera. Um, I mean, you know, uh, it just adds to the unique. Uh, side to the character, you know, as this uh, flamboyant uh, side, you know, he's like a famous actor in um, 
in India. Is it India? Yeah, yeah. It's in Bollywood. Yeah. I really enjoyed yeah. that dance sequence. Oh yeah, the dance yeah. sequence. I, th- I thought that. I, I I think the the concept of his character is good, and I I am like extremely crit- critical of MCU comedy, but I think what I'm liking about where phase four is going now, I agree that like the comedy, like it's pretty bad. Like every time they reference the Avengers, especially if it was in a joke, I'm just like crying. I'm just like, stop, please. Um, But I think what is, you know, getting better about it is, you know, in phase four as a whole is that even though like the side characters similar to, you know, Kingo and Karun and they are like, you know, they're annoying at times, but they have an emotional center and consistent character traits, you know, like even after going through like this whole ordeal with them, Kingo still at the end is like, guys, I still don't believe in this. And now, even now that, you know, the person who I respected most Icarus is, is on, you know, isn't on our side. I can't do this and I can't fight you. I don't want to, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, you think back to phase one, or well, not even phase one. Think about something like One Division, where bloody Darcy was just making jokes the whole time and didn't have any emotional center. But here, you know, the the comic relief characters do have that emotional center. It's like Katie in in, in Shang Chi or Yelena in Black Widow. They may be funny at times, but they have you know that that core to them, you know, which makes them feel like a more tangible character than just a quip machine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Joe, I it's feel like you're being a bit quiet over there. I, I'll tell you who I didn't like. Who didn't you like? Oh, okay. Ajax. Mm. I, I, I did not like Ajax. Interesting. I, I, tell me more. I, tell me why. A couple, a couple of reasons. A couple of reasons. We don't, we don't really see much of her character. Yeah. All we know is yeah. she's the healer of, of this BTAC League of Legends team. And <laughs> she she's like the mother of the group. Yeah. That's 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 all, all we really get of her. Mm-hmm. The, the next mm-hmm. the only times we see her in the modern day are when she's dead. And it's this kind of like this kind of little subplot of a who done it, like what how's how's this how's how's an eternal died? We need to we need to make sure other people don't die. The first trailer spoils that twist. It would have been better. I mean, yeah, you in the trailer, you, you get the scene of Icarus and Ajax talking about the uh, the emergence, the, the emergence, and and then it's, oh yeah. yeah, you get you get yeah. halfway through the movie where where everyone's talking about it and Icarus hasn't said the thing. Oh my god! And, and you did. think to yourself, oh well, um, when's this scene where Icarus and the dead character are going to talk about the emergence? That, that, you know that what? I'm really. Ha- I've never about. been. Ha- I've never been happier that I've forgotten a film's trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it, I literally I totally there. forgot about that. It annoyed me so much because I was sat there and I was like, no, no, no. But he did it. He killed, he's the bad guy. <laughs> and now I'm just waiting for everyone else to figure it out. Yeah, and it was like that was market- boring. Yeah, the marketing for this was like went over our heads because we didn't really think about like the plot twist until like, you know, like, oh, didn't we know this like from the trailer? So, yeah, yeah that, that's that's inter- I totally I think the marketing of this wasn't like I was not excited. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. I wasn't excited for this film. People said it was bad. I was expecting it to be. And I think I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, but I think with, with Ajak, 
again, similar to Makari, I feel like even if she's not in it much, I feel like what time they gave her was enough that I knew exactly, you know, who she was and her relationship with the others and, you know, what she cared about and, you know, waste of Salma Hayek. Yeah. But like, I think the, the, the way that, you know, the relationships people have with, you know, simple things like, you know, Kingo is like that, you know, he's like, Oh, I'm a Bollywood star. And he's like, Oh, look, my friends are from culture here. And he's joking about, and then as soon as they say Ajax dead, you understand exactly, you know, how much she meant to him, you know, the way that he then, you know, is so affected by that. And, you know, even after she, you know, she dies, you've got, you know, Sprite, like, you know, projecting like that the last time she saw them and, you know, how she's kind of acting like a mother. I think that was very effective. And even Icarus, again, you know, Icarus doesn't show any like emotion to it. But then when we get that flashback and, you know, he screams, I think that was like so impactful. Again, like showing like, how much r- truly is within him, you know, beneath the surface. I think, yeah, like, even though she doesn't have too much screen time, I think what we do get is so, like, I, I don't think I was ever questioning, you know, like, some people have said, like, oh, I don't feel like they truly were a family, but I really did feel that. I really felt that, every, you know, I felt that this this film used show, don't tell perfectly, very, very effectively. I, I think the opposite. I think the three instances you've just mentioned are the only mm-hmm. times we see any connection between any characters and Ajax. Well, well that, I mean, it's, not, it's not, to, of... not to want to just mention them all, but you've also got like the Hiroshima scene and, you know, the scenes oh, like where yeah. Druig and, and Ajax, like, you know, sh- well, Ajax doesn't shout at him, but he shouts at her, you know, and the scene with like the wedding uh, Drew, I think I, I don't think Druid likes her that much, to be honest with you. No, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think I, I don't think quite a lot of the characters like, agree with her on, on a lot of the, of the points. And I think that the only times we really do see her have an impact on any of them is when Icarus is, is um, shooting, shooting his eye beams into the sky crying. And Sprite is dancing with her, but that's that's the only times we really see her connection. You don't with think like when she's co- you don't think like when she's like comforting I'm sad. or anything. Not re- not really, because that's more of a him thing. That's more of his his scene of I I don't like humanity anymore because of the, the the horrors that they've done with my my creations and the way I've helped yeah, them. I I, I can understand. I, I, don't, that. I, can understand I thought that. it was a bit weird. She was there, really. I thought it was. I thought I don't know why she was there, especially when they like split up as a group nearly 2,000 years ago, and then she randomly appears there with him. I thought that was, I, I thought she was a bit out of place. I, I kind of, I kind of read that as in like, she, she would have known that he would be so distraught about it. And therefore she kind of stepped in to kind of bring some comfort. Um, mm. Well, I, I think, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know, I guess, I guess just like, those small scenes were enough for me, especially since like, you know, the film had so much to do. It could have just yeah. totally like neglected her. I feel like you feel the, the weight that her death has on all the characters throughout. It's not like, you know, again, I, I wish I had better examples, but like, it's not like Black Widow dying in Endgame where they literally spend one scene mourning. You know, I, I feel like, you know, she, her death really rattles the characters. You know, Cersei, for example, um, you know, you know feeling you know constantly people like well you know you were chosen as leader what do you think 
um and the whole time you know she's kind of like feels a bit out of her depth and and you know doesn't understand you know her, her role and everything you know which is kind of like furthered by you know Ajak therefore being so good at being the leader and you know she mm. feels like that is uh something that she can't really replicate you know yeah mm. I, I guess yeah I guess my complaint really is that as an audience we don't have that much time to form an emotional connection with her so oh, we don't Matt, honestly we, we, we can't we don't have we, we don't exactly have enough we don't have enough feel. time for for most of the things do we no no there's not enough time focused on what should be no, focused on and then oh time wasted yeah I honestly did, my I did, I did. like if i if i were to channel N- nando v movies and and you know say like if i could change this film at all pennywise the whatever you called him pennywise the deviant yeah. Literally, he, anyway. he was... Did not need to be there. No, not at all. If you'd have had the Deviants there, right, they've come out the ice, they kill Ajax, they kill Gilgamesh, and then the final thing they do is Cersei turns one into a tree, furthering her character arc and the plot. Boom, mm. that's all they need to be there for. After that, yeah. they do not have any relevance because by that point, they found out about the about um, Arishan's lies and they just continue on with it. He doesn't need to be there. And the, when the second time I was watching it, I was watching it with my friend. And when when the Deviant arrives on the beach, she's pointed and just went like, oh, he's still here. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, there's no point to him be here. He doesn't have, like, they could, even so, they could have really tried to do something interesting with him. They could have had him, like, genuinely critique the... Um, celestials and the way that they're using everyone, but no, they don't do that, and it is really frustrating. That, yes. I, I think it that Deven is such a, a waste of Bill Skarsgård in the MCU. Wait, 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 wait. That Did Bill you not know? Wait, no, I made the fucking I made a Pennywise the Dancing Deviant joke, and, and uh, you didn't know because it wasn't. You didn't know that was Bill Skarsgård. No. That's Bill Skarsgård. No, You're what? Oh, I hate that so much more now. Yeah, oh exactly. my God. That's, that's two Um, That's two Skarsgårds they've now wasted in the MCU. Wasted completely. Oh, my God. That's so horrible. Oh, I hate that yeah. so much. No, okay. I, ref- I, I refuse. I downright refuse to believe that there wasn't more of him that's left in the cutting room floor. No way would you cast Bill Skarsgård in such an insignificant role. And then just not have like more about him. Like dude. he's in it for like. Th- th- I'm I'm pretty sure the Joker has more screen time in the um, Snyder Cut than than Bill Dad's <laughs> dad's voices in this movie. You know what he says? Says like five. You're things. right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you know what he probably does. Talk about Druig because I think Druig might have been my favorite. Now, not only is it because he's played by the god that is Barry Keown, who maybe might be playing the Joker now, which is like. The coolest thing ever but I, I think he has like so much you know kind of personality that makes him quite dislikable which is an interesting turn because I, I think you know to, to make an mcu protagonist dislikable isn't something that they really do in the mcu I, I don't i wouldn't argue not this effectively but he's also so you know empathetic yeah, empathetic you know like the line where he talks about seeing humans tear each other apart for centuries and the toll that has on him it, you know it kills me the way that you know that is like really interesting direction. I think that his emotions were so done done and, and, and so well done and so like genuine. I genuinely think that he's the best actor and best character in this whole movie. I, I think I, I agree. I, I love him. I, <laughs> I love him. 
That's, Definitely. Yeah, I, I love him. <clears throat> At first, I was like, oh, he seems like a bit of a bit of a, a childish dick. Mm. But then when you get the scenes of him talking about how he watches humans rip each other apart and he can stop it all in, in the blink of an eye and how yeah. over centuries that that's taken a mental toll on him and he doesn't want to do that anymore. He wants to just live in peace and, and stop all the fighting. And and it's just it's it's just so pure. I want to hug him. He's yeah. the best. <laughs> Definitely. Do you know what I, I think? I, John, um, yeah, he's there. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, what, what do you think I, about Druid? Oh, Druid. Yeah, uh, I thought there was like a good uh, character arc um, throughout the film because he wanted to, you know, um, stop humans like having conflict, but then he has to follow um, Amish's, um Wait, was it? Yeah, to uh, carry on with the convergence. Uh, yeah, but you know, he. Uh, finally saw that with um, Makari, he thought what what he was going to do, and uh, and he realized that he wanted to save uh, everyone in the Berman of I, I don't know what I'm saying in the future. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, get that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think the way that this film leaves it off with with Thena, Druig, and and Makari going off to you know say save other celestial uh, no Eternals is is an interesting direction. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm completely invested in a sequel purely because you know never really am but like I think that idea is is, is a very interesting one and, and and yeah I think that his character really is interesting and it's interesting Joe that you, you say that you know you kind of felt that he was childish at first and then like you kind of you see more about him and, and that I feel like that is how I felt about Icarus I kind of felt like oh he's so one note and bland and then like when I get to, when the, the, the curtain kind of peels back you get me before maybe Icarus might have been a better character or maybe a bit more impactful for you guys if they'd have revealed his stake as a antagonist earlier you know and then kind of like maybe, yeah. chosen to have like you know have us then read the film from a different perspective more early on yeah I think what what I what I love about Druig is we we throughout the film we know his his ethical standpoint and, and mm-hmm. what his morals are. He he knows that he can stop all of pain in an in an instant, but his family and his friends won't let him because of the orders of some higher power of which they know not. Um, he he's torn between completing his mission and and just helping everyone and. His, his his family won't let him help people, which he which he sees himself on that planet to do. Yeah, so, and that, I think I think when uh, when they go to his little little commune in the Amazon, and and they and they're talking to him, he says to him, uh, "I've just found out that my whole life is a suicide mission, um, in which I have to kill millions of people." I think that that that's what that's a very good scene because. We know that he, he wants people to be happy and to, to be safe. And then he's just found out that his, his only purpose in life is to literally kill billions of people. So yeah. it, it's, it's, it's broken, really. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think that he was one of the most effective. I mean, I really want to, like, I hope we can all agree that this film 
is one of the most powerful in the MCU. I feel like when the film really goes for like emotions, it really, really sells it. Even characters who might not be, you know, even you guys who are like, oh, I'm not a huge fan of Icarus or Sprite, you know, like I feel like those are those characters have like really, really powerful moments. One of my favorite moments in the entire film. I think Thena and Gilgamesh, probably my two least favorites. I think that, you know, they just don't really get enough to kind of do. And especially Thena with the whole mad weary thing, being connected to that like main deviant and having her just in the final battle fighting apparently Alexander Skarsgård um, or Bill Skarsgård. Um, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, is like you know, guys not 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 the the most kind of like you know good use of those characters, but I think Gilgamesh's like his funeral scene, I thought was just amazing. You know, the film takes a moment to fully let us drink in the impact mm. of this. You know, again, you know they didn't do that in stuff like Black in in stuff like Endgame for Black Widow, but they gave us like this full scene. You know, this Viking funeral you know, where they talk about, like, you know, their kind of place on this world. And, and you know, you have Karun, who, who have, until this point, it's just been a character who's kind of, like, you know, there for jokes. I mean, he plays Raj in the David Walliams adaptations. Um, but, like, you know, like, he's just, like, kind of, like, you know, filming stuff and being released. But he's there, like, you know, like, singing. And, like, it's a really yeah. powerful scene. Something Somebody who I feel like didn't really know Gilgamesh, but in that scene, I felt, like, as much as they felt, you know? And I, I, I think, yeah, you know... I think this film really, really is one of the most powerful films in the entire MCU. I think some of these moments are up there with Yondu's death in Guardians 2, which I think is the gold standard for like MCU emotions. Oh, that, that makes me cry every time. Uh, the Guardians? Iron, Man, Iron Man's death in Endgame could never. No, you really couldn't. Nope. Not nope. at all. Nope. That death nope. in, in Guardians 2. But yeah, I feel like this film really has some power to it i mean what do you what do you guys say to that um, what do you say to that it, it does uh, it does when it when it when it does it well it does it really well mm. but uh, for me the moments of doing it really well are so few and far between that, that the rest of the, f- the film falls flat for me and that's just that's my main gripe with it it doesn't mm. have enough good moments which make the rest of the film feel really bad because I'm, I'm bored a lot of the time watching it i feel like a lot of the acting isn't that great the film's too slow i i genuinely with a passion hate sprite and nothing will change that not and even her like emoji not that good i'm not gonna lie i didn't i yeah yeah the i mean i can weird as fuck I can take or leave deviants, honestly. I didn't, I didn't mm, care yeah. for them, but the, the, I thought the CGI, apart from the main C, like the main one CGI, I thought was yeah. good. I think, I think it's pretty good all throughout the film. This film is beautiful as well. Like yeah, yes. Zhao said, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna that. change the MCU up. I'm gonna film on location, and it looks amazing. It's, and it's, it's the beautiful. fact that. The fact that she showed Kevin Feige some stuff and he was surprised, like, come on, mm. Kevin, you've been in the industry long the... enough to know how good, you know, like on set stuff looks like. The, the the sun at the beginning where we first get that shot, oh, yeah, it, it looks like something just inspired by two thousand one when the when the dome yeah. was going past it slowly. And I thought that yeah, was an epic I, shot. Um, literally, because... I saw that on the on the on literally the, on the first time watching, it, I saw it, and I just thought to myself, "Oh my god, this is amazing." Yeah. Maybe maybe I was just blinded by the fact that this film actually <laughs> like has more qualities of a real film than like regular MCU films, but yeah. like. 
oh just so much of it I just they're just like oh my god this is everything to me this is everything I've ever wanted might have been perfect but it, you know it it didn't feel like an MCU film and that I'm just like no. I was I was there for that um but like as you said the sun why I love so much is that and this is only a notice this in the second time when the Marvel Studios um logos roll is when Cersei touches the boy like you get that shot of their hands touching and mm-hmm. I loved it. the moment they touch. It's like a significant moment. Like the moment they're like fingers pressed together, like the Marvel Studios logo like hits. I think it's so like interesting. Like almost if that is the moment that they kind of was, were were captured by humanity. You know, kind of like yeah. the moment that they saw the beauty in that. And then that again is mirrored when she touches uh, Sprite's hand on the beach to give her that humanity. And I, I thought I really that was like, as fuck. Really? Like that. Yeah. No. I hated that. Right. Go on. That was such a that was such an, a, a weird out of place thing of like, so she, they've just come together they've all defeated Tiamat and it, uh, that shot re- looks really cool by the way when its head's poking out the clouds with its hand oh yeah but that's great then we just then we just suddenly go back to the beach and Cersei turns around and she's like so I've just randomly got just enough power left that I won't explain how that even works but I can just change you from a robot to uh, an actual person like that. Uh, if you want to, if you want to do that real quick, and then she just does it, and it, it's not even like we get a cool like effect. It's literally just you are now a human. And it, it was, it was just so weird. I didn't like it. You really have a thing against Sprite, don't you? I don't like Sprite. That's the thing. I just don't like Sprite. Next time, just seven up, right? It's uh, much better. <laughs> um, that's a Sprite joke. <laughs> um. The, the, the funniest thing is, is that I thought, why would you name a character Sprite? But then when I looked up, I was like, oh, the meaning, it's like a fairy. Oh, yeah, that's it. It's like a pixie yeah. kind of thing, isn't it? I thought they were just doing it for the Sprite. I thought one of the uh, uh, writers <laughs> before was like, the Sprite? It's the, it's the best. <laughs> Even the colours of her outfit is like the colours of Sprite. I love it. Amazing. Like the oh, authors, with, I don't know who wrote um, <laughs> the Eternals. Like they thought, mm, that sprite c- can is really good. Yes, the sprite. Can- one one day, I, Kevin knocked on and he was like, "Hey guys, um, I've just been uh, the mouse has just come to see me." I imagine you know when Cersei like uh, and like Ajax speak to um, Arishem. Mm, I imagine yeah. that's, that's how Kevin like Feige speaking to Kevin. Yeah, that, no, no, that's what it's like speaking to Mickey Mouse. Like that's what Kevin gets, and he's he just like that, like. <laughs> Like giant. By the way, I loved that. Like the first time that Arishim like was on screen, I thought I thought it was done so well. I was just like, yeah. oh my god, they're doing it. They're doing us the celestial, and they're not doing a giant cloud. Like I still haven't got over Rise of the Silver Surfer doing a Galactus as a huge cloud. Like it was. Oh, if so they cool. do, if they do that with Galactus, if they do that with Galactus, oh, exactly that'd be how so the, cool. the uh, oh god, that will be so. That cool. is going to be so good. I yeah. cannot wait for that. That is going to be great. Honestly. It's showing exactly how they should do it. But yeah, it's Marvel, the... when they don't do it, I will be even angrier. Yeah, right. Exactly. They've shown <laughs> they, literally. Here's the thing. Like, I'm worried this film. Like, okay, so like, obviously this film isn't like doing too well financially or like critically. But like, and I'm worried that that means that they're, they're, they're just going to double down on the formula. Like, yeah. that is, like, a huge worry of mine. Like, Chloe Zhao, like, could do so much good in the MCU, but I, I'm worried that they're now going to be like, no, well, back to, you know, the, the people who we can control and, and just do, like, you know, films made in, in, in a tin can. But even, like, the scene where they, like, 
where Arishan reveals the identity of like the Inhumans and all. Like when you see that like full sh- body shot of him. Eternals, Eternals, not Inhumans. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> Inhumans oh, don't no. exist in the Marvel. Also, yes, they do, Joe. No, yes, they don't. They do. No, they don't. Yes, we they don't. Do. We don't. We don't think about that anymore. We don't think about that incident, Tom. Oh, on, I no. hope they bring it back. Marvel is so I good don't. at bringing back things that everyone never thought they would. I, I would love it if they brought out the Eternals. These are the funniest oh, in, in humans. Be so funny. Um, yeah, in that scene, we saw the full body in, shot of Arisham. No way home. Uh, huh? I can't wait for Ben Affleck in No Way Home as Daredevil. Wait, is that happening? Venom. <laughs> no, Wait, probably that... not. Probably you know what? Not. I like how that's a joke, but I'm literally... at this point, I'm just like, "Wait, are they actually doing that?" <laughs> like what? <laughs> but uh, like when we saw that full body shot of Arishim during that scene, I was just there, just like, "How did? How does? How do I see that and like it?" You know, I never like CGI in yeah. Marvel movies. I'm here and I'm just like, I'm 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 applauding. Um, but yeah, speaking of applauding, I I need to talk about Fastos. We need to talk about him. Yes. So, so much here. that I love. Fastos. Uh Fastos. the tech tech dude. He makes he makes the tech. Oh um, that, that was his name. I didn't get his name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you know anyone in this movie, John? <laughs> Let, listen, right? I'm deaf. I tried to hear what he's trying to say. It could be saying some random stuff, especially at the beginning. I didn't hear what um uh, Cersei and uh, Icarus were saying. Do you want to say are like you sure? <laughs> John, are you sure you didn't just watch Boss Baby 2 back in business by accident? <laughs> and you thought that it was the Eternals? No. No. So I I don't know why. I, I just couldn't get the characters' names in the head. But the only characters that I can think of is like Cersei, uh, Icarus, and uh, Makari. And that's it. Right. That's my brain is that now. Right. So, Athena. yeah. Athena, yeah, of course. Fastos being the tech guy. um, (laughs) Yeah, what what, what do you guys think? I love him. I think he's great. He's he's great for representation. But (laughs) I think one of the main reasons I love him is because I've been watching Atlanta recently and it's just so so funny to me to watch Brian Tyree Henry go from a, a rapper, gangster, like drug dealer type character to... Fastos from the Eternals. By the way, guys, <laughs> I, I just say you something. This is what John saw for Eternals. <laughs> Need to make a note of this. <laughs> Put it on screen. <laughs> uh, oh, I Sorry. remember now. This was a turn. Oh, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It works as well. I hate how it works. <laughs> it works. Oh, it oh really works, man. Okay. Um, yeah, um, sorry. Continue talking sorry, about Fastos. Sorry, what were we talking Jeff. about? Oh, Eternals, yes. But yeah, uh, I thought Fastos, like Drake, is such a uh, an empathetic character, a character you can sit there and feel very Did you just save for. that to camera roll? Yeah. <laughs> He's just yeah, he's, I, he's such a yeah. good character. That's all it really is. I agree. I think he's amazing. Like, in, like, the opening scenes, I was like, okay, so, similar to you, I've seen Brian Tyree Henry in one thing, and it was Godzilla v. Kong. So I was not going into this thinking that he could do anything other than be annoying comic relief. Um, so, <laughs> really, like, when they did that Hiroshima scene, I was just shook. 
I thought that was an incredible scene. Yeah. You know, the way that they're dealing with like this like real world event in such a, you know, in such a appropriate way, you know, it reminded me of the opening of the Wolverine. Obviously it's not as cool, but like it, it really had those emotions and, you know, like, I don't think they're just pinning, you know, um, the invention of the atomic bomb on him, but, but the idea that like that, that he has helped them advance to this point was, you know, amazing. Um, you know, he has to be confronted with the fact that the ten- technological advancements he's, he's been wanting humans to have <clears throat> in this horrible event. I thought that was amazing. And the conflict that comes from that, you know, he's lost faith in humanity, but he then sees it in his family. He doesn't know whether, you know, is it worth it to, you know, like try and go against a celestial and, you know, or <clears throat> spend the last moments that he may have on this, on this planet with, you know, his family. And as I said before, the kiss between Fastus and his husband was, was amazing. Beautiful. I almost beautiful. cried. A gay kiss yeah. in a blockbuster like this. And it wasn't <clears> in the background. It was given the focus of the shot, presenting love to these two characters. I mean, what a step forward. I am like so, so proud. Let, second time I got to see this, my friends started clapping. And I was there like, like yeah, like, honestly. Isn't the film now banned in, in like, a couple Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's I mean, ridiculous, but good for but... Disney. Good for Disney. Yeah. Great. Good right. Honor. It's it's like it's like the amount of times Disney have been like, oh, it's the first gay character, first openly gay character in a thing, and I'm like, yeah, you said that last time. Like, when are we, when are you actually gonna like commit? You know? And they they did, and I'm so happy. I really am. It, that was yes. amazing. Uh, I'm I'm about to send you something. Do I have to also put this on the screen? <laughs> yeah, it's um the the most powerful, you know, uh, thing from Fastos is that he created these. Uh, well, did he create or did the humans create? Uh, I what the atomic bomb? Yeah, well, I mean, no, I mean like weapons, like throughout history, was it? Yeah, uh, I don't oh, know. No, I but... think I think I think the idea is that he gave them some sort of. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> That's how John oh. sees the Eternals. Oh. <laughs> That's the oh, castle's no. foreign. Oh, Druid, where's Sprite though? <laughs> uh, yeah, Sprite doesn't get a place on my camera. Who else isn't here? Macari oh, isn't here either, just man. in the background. <laughs> oh, good. This is. Oh, uh, this is. This is now uh, a visual medium. <laughs> oh That's my god! Scorsese can't even touch this. <laughs> no. no. Really, Scott wishes. <laughs> Oh man, that's oh. it really is. That really is. What 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 time are we at? When do I have to put that in? Okay, 54 minutes in. Let's go. Brilliant. Um, yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> Fastos. Yeah, Fastos. you know, like Fastos uh, character. You know, he, he, he was like really emotional about like the weapons mm-hmm. like to a history and yeah. uh like humans <clears throat> are developing weapons like from the start of like they created fire you know uh they created an atomic bomb the most powerful mm. and uh a weapon that that destroyed um hiroshima and mm. you, you know he was like so emotional like i gave these humans you know tools and then they taught they made those tools into weapons and it's pretty powerful like he was one of the Eternals that wanted to help humanity, but then that taught, uh, saw, he saw that into violence, you know? Yeah, that, I mean, everything. like, the, the, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm so, you know, like, 
why I'm so in love with this film is that so much of this plot boils down to human emotions and I have such an undying love for that. It's not about a big battle, you know, it's not about like a big CGI, like, like fest, like even when Marvel films these days will like do, you know, like a scene that is like, you know, emotional. What it's not, now? you know, it never, oh, what's he done now? Joe. <laughs> Joe, oh, no. no. I don't, I don't... Joe. Joe. Wait, just... I haven't seen it yet, wait. <laughs> This just, just makes me chuckle. <laughs> no, Joe. It's Joe, Boss Baby on, 2 man. back in business. Oh, no! You <laughs> fool! <laughs> you fool! Joe has just said we're interspersing the destruction of Hiroshima and the creation of the, of the atomic bomb and the trauma that Vassal feels of the Boss Baby 2 back in action. Fool that he is. Back in business. Uh, uh, oh, boo Oh it was God. on uh, on at the cinema that we go to, the Cineworld um, near us. They put like on the side, like huge like um, posters. For example, it's been like Fast and Furious and Bond. Currently, I think it's House of Gucci. But <laughs> instead of having House a terminal, they genuinely had Boss Baby on the side of the building. <laughs> I'm just like the moment when MCU can't even come close to the Boss Baby's God tier you know, level. Boss, Boss Baby 2 has been out for a whole month at this point. Really? Still in cinemas. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it gets more it. screenings than Dune some days. June. June. Right, I'm not going there today, Thomas. I'm not there. <laughs> tune, into our, uh, tune into our June video for more. Um, but June yeah, like it wasn't the, the end of this film. It wasn't, you know, like there was a battle, but the fact that it, it reminded me of Doc Ock and Spider-Man in Spider-Man 2, you know? Peter appeals to his mm. humanity, and that was similar with Cersei and Icarus. And, and the moment where Icarus decides to join them, even against his better judgment, and sees his life and the love that he, he had, it was so beautiful. And I was so happy. It's like, when I watched Shang-Chi and, you know, Shang fought Wenwu, I was in it. I loved CGI was crap, but I loved it. And then, like, you know, they had these incredible emotions, and he was talking to his dad, and and I was like, this is it. This is what I wanted. And then they fight a big CGI dragon and it wasn't nearly as impactful. But this, they went with those emotions as the final thing. And uh, I was so happy, man. Honestly. Yeah. Like, just, the, just again, I, I just I sound like a broken record, but just, <clears throat> just how it does these things differently. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I love that. The way it differs from most Marvel movies is it focuses on human emotion. And that's, yeah. that's what makes it good in, in its best parts. Yeah, and when 100%. it does it well, it does it really well, and I think that that's that's a testament yeah. to the film. Even really. though, even though the only human character <laughs> is in it for like two seconds, bloody Dane. Um, I love Dane. I can't lie. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Can't can't go wrong with Dane. But I think it was it was a waste. I, I know that they want to do more with him, but it was a bit of a waste of Kit Harrington. He was barely in it, and you know. But yeah, um, well, they're gonna they're gonna do more. With him. Yeah, of course. The, the blade. Well, well, yeah, right. Yeah, I want to ask exactly. now. Like Bill Skarsgård levels of <laughs> what, what what are you, what are your thoughts now on the post credit scene? So our first one we get this, Harry this Styles shocking, as, as, as Eros. Yeah, is it Eros great. or Eron? I can't remember. Eros. Eros. Uh, yeah, Eros. Eros. And my guy Patton Oswald as Pip the Troll. I don't care about Eros, but the fact that Pip the Troll was there. Oh my god! Like I don't know if you guys yes. have read anything of Pip the Troll, but I was just like, He's oh great. my god, amazing. Yeah, what do you, you guys think? Um, um, I didn't expect Harry Styles, to be honest. It's, oh, it's, um, it's a strange casting decision. I'm, I'm, um, I'm baffled. As Eros, the, the, the brother of Thanos, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know how he's gonna. I don't you know. I don't know. It makes know. you wonder who's the who, who's like the you know like based on like their parents who's the who's the ugly child? Is it like they had Thanos and like oh look at our beautiful purple baby and then they're like oh what the hell is this? Like when they saw like Eros, it, it really makes you wonder what that damn by that dynamic. Oh, was. that reminds me of um, Megamind. I don't know why. <laughs> Just thought of that. <laughs> Destined for her. Never did. Never did catch that last part. Um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Joe, what, what I don't thinking? know. I don't know how I think about Harry Styles as an actor. Mm. I've mm. I've seen him in. I've now seen him in Eternals, Dunkirk. Yeah, and well, yeah, he wasn't Dunkirk. Yeah, and he that was. one episode of iCarly that he's in. Um, yeah, the wait, he wasn't yeah. iCarly for yeah. one episode. Wait, are you yeah, telling me, Joe, you haven't crossover with iCarly? Have you? Wait, 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 sorry, I have to ask Joe. Does that mean you haven't seen One Direction? This is us. It's on my watch list. It big really fun. Big <laughs> fun. I mean, this whole time, well, well, folks, Hag Dog Films will never be crossing it. Will never be collaborating with us ever again. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> he lied. He lied to me. But yeah, I. It definitely is a weird casting. I thought he was good in Dunkirk, though. So I can see what, yeah. but, but but I don't think they're going for this because of his acting. I genuinely think they're just going for the, no. the star power, the popularity factor. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know how I feel. I feel like this film should have ended like with Cersei reuniting with Dane and then like the post-credit scenes should have been Arishim coming for them and then like Pip and Eros showing up. I, I, I much preferred the second one over the first one. I, 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 I wasn't too hot on the second one, but then when I found out that it was Blade, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. That's I great. Loved, I, mean, I loved it. Especially, you know, uh, we saw Blade at the cinema. That was... That yes, was, we did. Um, we just went to see the first oh, Blade was, at the cinema was, for the first time. I was working. I was working. Oh, oh man. I really I'm wanted so to go watch it because it was at Odeon. Oh, man. But Blade, the first one with Wes- Wesley Snipes, is one of my favourite comic book movies of all time. It, it, yeah, I thought it was cool. So good. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was good. I can't wait for Blade to be in the MCE. So I was I was so excited when I heard I'm, this I'm not I'm voice. not that interested. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think they're gonna go for it. I don't think it's gonna be as bloody as 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 kind of horror like horrific. I don't think they'll go for those like moments of utter like cheese, like when he catches the I know I've said it on the pod before, when he catches the sunglasses, greatest moment in cinema. Yeah, and they just wouldn't do that in the MCU. That they they just I just I really don't think they'd go for that, you know. Some motherfuckers just trying to always skate uphill. That's all it is. Exactly. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't exactly. wait for Mahershala Ali to to be on the big screen as played. I cannot wait. You know, it's going to be interesting to see <coughs> how. Uh, um, I can't say his name right. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Yes. Okay. Mahershala Ali. I don't know how he's going to like take on the role of Blade, but it's going to be interesting to see how. He's gonna do that because Wesley Snipes, he he was like just like abusing everybody, just like punching throughout the film and, yeah. and blade and just like getting the sword and then uh, slice someone in half and be like, what? <laughs> so I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the that is the that is exactly what happens in in black. Can I just say, uh, in terms of like films being released, they are re-releasing the Matrix at the cinema in early December. So in case you guys didn't know about that, like that is happening, and they're also releasing. Rocky for the new like director's cut of it. And just so you get yeah, you know the um the, the best rocker. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. 
You know yeah, they're making the it, best you, rocket. You, yeah. You know Stallone has made a um, director's cut which takes some stuff out and adds like forty minutes extra stuff in. Yeah, I know. I didn't know it was out soon. Though. I cannot wait. This yeah, is it, I think I think I think it's screening like twice. I don't know if it might just be a Cineworld thing. I don't know if they're doing it for Odeon, but they're definitely doing it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm I don't know if I'll. I don't know if I'll see it. I think I think it comes at the wrong time. I might be in London at that time, but yeah, it's exciting stuff. Anywho, anywho, um, do we have anything else to say about Eternals? Um, I don't know. The, the soundtrack in this, that score, that nothing really jumped out to me. Yeah, it's yeah. First, uh... first viewing, nothing did, but second time, it, it, I, I must say, more did, and this is. Ramin Javadi, who did the Iron Man soundtrack and the Game of Thrones soundtrack. So, oh. considering it's him, and I love the first Iron Man soundtrack, and I will never forgive the MCU for giving Iron Man a new theme in every bloody film. Stick with one. Fucking Jesus. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, I would have liked a bit more from him, but I did think a second time around it hit more. It wasn't as good as the score for Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi which I thought was a lot better. Yep. Mm. Uh I think I've said everything I really need to say. My only, yeah, my only thing left is I will give £10 to anyone who can tell me the character that Bill Skarsgård's voice is without Googling it. What, the... Uh, the, the they have the a name? Indian guy. Yeah, it's oh, got a name. Bullshit, they have a name. It's got a name. It's three letters Do you know it? Do you know it? Yeah, because I Googled it. That's the only... They don't you say, say three, it in the film. You say, you say three letters? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, is it's it Vuk from X-Men Dark Phoenix? Is it is it Vuk from <laughs> X-Men Dark Phoenix? It's Jessica not, Chastain's not. character, but fully CGI. God, that film was an embarrassment. <laughs> I remember Man. Joe, do you remember one time we were in college and I was trying to I was trying to defend Dark Phoenix to you? Yeah. Do you remember that? I then I rewatched did. I then rewatched Dark Phoenix. It was so annoying because I was like, no, it's just bad. And you were like, no, but like, this part's good. And I was like, no, and then we watched it. Just... And we watched every single X Men film apart from Origins, and it's real bad. Like, I'm so sorry. I really am. Oh my God. Dark Phoenix. Oh my God. That was. In my opinion, a little bit off topic here, but like, in terms of X Men films, I think literally you need to watch. The original trilogy, First Class, The Wolverine, Days of Future Past, and Logan. And I think that is like a really, really strong seven-part <sighs> franchise. And just forsake everything else. Maybe not Deadpool, but I, it's not really like in that canon. But yeah, I, I think that's so a many, really solid. I've got such a big gripe with First Class that it's going to be its own fucking episode. I, I can't. Is it Darwin? <laughs> it's Darwin! Oh! oh, Tom, you got me going. You got me going, Tom. Oh. <laughs> Oh no, darling. Oh, uh, do we have anything for? Oh, we haven't finished the review of the film. Uh, so <laughs> before we get into Darwin, <laughs> yeah, before we do that, let's, let's finish what we're here to do. <laughs> oh, all right, okay. Um, uh, yeah, John, what, what are you giving out of ten? Um, a six out of ten. Okay, J- Joe. I'm gonna give it now, a five. Okay, right. That's not that's not as bad as I thought it would be. In honesty, maybe a four point five, but a five five okay. a push. That does sound so, reasonable. Yes. I'm going to go. I think I'm at eight. Now I really could. I really could go. I really could go seven. 
but I think what this and, and I think I think in fairness it should be a six or a seven. But I think what this film means to me that is everything I've wanted the MCU to be for so long. It gives me like some incredible moments of diversity and representation that furthers things not just for the MCU but for blockbusters in general. The fact that it is like a proper film, it feels like a proper film. It's not like it doesn't feel like an MCU film. You know, Chloe Zhao is 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 really going for something there. Uh, and yeah, like I think you guys are right. I think I think I think a five, six, or a seven is probably more accurate. But I think this film, you know, has answered my call. And yeah, yeah, I know it's unfair. I know an eight is unfair, but I really, really, really was enamored of this film. So yeah, and I I know I put on my Snapchat story when I left the cinema after my first viewing. I said low tier Marvel, and I, I have to say no, with it's that. not. I, I I can't put it any higher. Than than Thor the Dark World, Ant Man and the Wasp. Or wait wait wait! Avengers sorry 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 sorry! You're calling it a five and low tier. For me, the yeah. worst MCU film, which is Far From Home, un like whoa my god! That is a three. That is a three. Black Black Widow. Black Widow's Thor the Dark Widow's World. The Incredible Hulk. Ant-Man on the Wasp, they are all Spider-Man worse Far from, from home. Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home is dreadful, only be- oh. like mostly because of oh. how it destroys Spider-Man as a character. At least there's other films, like, you know, they fairly stick to the to, to what their characters are presenting. Far From Home, ooh, I have notes. Just wait, you guys just wait. When we do, when we cover the MCU Spider-Man films, I'm going to rip him to shreds. I can't wait. No, I hate Far From Home so much, man. I rewatched it recently and I don't yeah, know, I it was the worst. You, you, you no, said last week that you, you you said last week that you put Amazing Spider-Man 2 higher than the other ones that come after it. Yes, I did. I want whatever drugs you're on, buddy boy, cuz Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is so unbelievably bad. I felt <laughs> ill when I was watching it, so I had oh. to go to bed and watch it the rest of it three here's, days. Here's later. a question. Do we get Joe on the pod to do the Spider-Man films? Yes. Okay. Maybe. Maybe that we'll be, bring you... That would we'll be interesting. In, maybe we'll bring you in for Far From Home, because honestly, I have like... I have a list of 27 points, like, here that... And I'm not even finished, <laughs> and that's just for Far From Home. Like, oh, I hate it so much. Oh, my God. Like... Maybe, maybe I'm just tainted by high top films, but oh my god, pain, oh, real, real not... pain. I hate it, man. I really do. <clears throat> um, shall we, shall we roll on out? Let's let's go into intro. John, take us out, please, before this goes any further. Oh no, no weekly viewing. Okay, okay. So no, we're trying to keep. We'll, we'll keep it a short one. Oh, okay. So thank you for listening today for this uh, whole mess of a uh, episode of Eternals. Uh, it started out quite well, babies, and now uh, we're all disagreeing about like the, just the MCU uh, in general. <laughs> this has been an Eternals Boss Baby Two, yes, then Spider Man podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just have yeah, Joe on every uh, week. Just hope that it all gets like just goes down a rabbit hole of insanity. Jesus. <laughs> By the way, John, you've got three minutes 50 in counting. Oh, oh, okay, so thank you for listening. Uh, we enjoyed today uh, talking about Eternals. Uh, have we? Yes, we have. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely we, uh, did enjoy it. Yes. Uh, wear your mask, go into the cinema. That's important because, you know, we want to keep it open as much as possible. Uh, wash your hands. You know, we, yeah. we're just washing our hands usually every day. Now. I had to eat. I had to eat. When, when I went to see Spencer, I then went to see Eternals afterwards. And in between, I had lunch and, and I bought pasta from Tesco's and there wasn't any, 
It wasn't a fork, so I had to eat it with my bare hands. And I swear to God, in Eternals, they were orange. Just thought I'd throw oh. it out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, just because uh, you said washing hands, and I just remembered how much of a failure that moment was. Anyway, continue. Oh, well. Uh, and, uh, watch, uh, yes, washing hands. And social distance, you know, as much, much as possible. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, unless you're double vaccinated. So, oh, yeah, get... Get your vaccinations. What are you doing? Why are you listening to this podcast? Are you still listening to this? What are you doing? You haven't booked it. Go, 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 go. You stupid. Come on, go on. Yeah. Get your vaccination. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, take what you're given. Oh, thank you, Joe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Joe. We, for you got We got We got We got to say like the video and subscribe. Oh, uh, like and video, like, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, follow, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It, share with other people. And, follow uh, me on yeah, Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, thank you, Joe, for coming today. Uh, for a Hedgehog Films. You want to follow him <laughs> on Instagram and Snapchat? That is on Snapchat. I don't know Instagram, Twitter. Or it's follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Link. It's, it's in the link. In the description. Go down there. And, and yeah, the email us. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can email us. Tell us. Yeah, email us as well. Tell us what you thought about Eternals and anything that we've talked about. And and but I will only accept scathing reviews of Far From Home. Thank you very much. I'm uh, kidding. Okay. I generally would like a reason to like that film. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah. Yes, that's it. Cool. Okay. I think I might edit out that co- that pasta comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no one will keep us. It was so. It was so. I just don't know what I was aiming for. I don't want you guys to laugh. I don't even know. Yeah. That's and that's everything. Okay. Uh, All right. Take we give in. Give nothing, give nothing back. Yeah, give nothing back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye.